0: Need to know my problem. My problem is in my yard. I love roses and I grow roses in my front yard. And the alyssum is choking out two of them. That's really serious because I like roses better than I like alyssum. Even though I love the smell of the alyssum, I don't even like that as well as I like the fragrance of the roses. So I've got to do something about it, what do I do? What shall I do about my problem? Well, you know the answer, come on, what do I do about it? Take out the... Ask Mary Ellen. (laughs) What a dumb answer. My wife does not have a green thumb, she has a brown thumb. Give her a plant and it'll sure as anything die. What do I do about my problem? I take out the alyssum because I want the roses. Now, you know why I did this, don't you? Because it's the gospel we just heard, the parable of the sower. The sower goes forth to sow and he sows the seed. You know the story. Some of you have heard it a hundred times. I maybe have heard it a thousand times. I know it by heart from, from the gospel. It's more than one gospel. I know the story. I learned it when I was a tiny child. The seed that falls on the path. The seed that falls and the, gets the shallow dirt. And the, and the seed that falls that gets choked among the thorns. And the seed that falls on the good ground. Four different things that are going to happen here. And this is an incredibly serious parable. And it's rather astonishing because, you know, you can hear this thing a thousand times and not understand it. When the Lord finished giving this parable, the disciples came to him and they said, Lord, why do you speak to them in parables? And his answer was remarkable. I'm paraphrasing it now and then I'll quote it. But the the, the answer paraphrased is, I'm giving this to them in parables out of mercy because I don't want them to understand it. That's what he said. He said, to you, that is to the disciples, to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. But to them it has not been given. For well has Isaiah the prophet spoken, having eyes to see they see not, having ears to hear they hear not. For the heart of this people is grown fat, and with their eyes, they scarcely see, and with their ears, they scarcely hear, lest they should repent and I should save them. And it's out of mercy that God doesn't let us understand these things sometimes, but with whatever standing understanding you may have, listen to me carefully today, because the sower has gone forth to sow, and honestly... Uh, I'm a sower of the seed, too. That's my job, more than anything else I do in my whole life. I sow the seed of the kingdom of God. And there's going to be a response to that, particularly on the first one. Seed falls on the path. And it just, it says the devil comes and snatches it away. Now I want the altar servers, the young ones particularly, but all of them, the altar servers. I want the young people in here, children, children. Listen to me carefully. And parents, listen to me for your children. Listen. The seed so often gets sown. Do you know how often the seed gets sown at St. Anthony? It gets sown every Sunday. It gets sown every service. And sometimes you wonder why your kids don't respond. And even the kids themselves, they wonder why they don't respond. They just grow up. I mean, they're here. We got the tank up here. We've got the font. We baptize them. We bring them into the kingdom of God. But somehow, they never, never seem to take any root at all. And the devil comes and snatches it away. And by the time they are able, they are out of here. They're gone. And it isn't just an orthodox problem. It's a problem that is just overwhelming Christendom, at least in America. They're gone. Why? Never took any root. Now, who's going to take care of my roses? Talk to me. Who's going to take care of my roses? I am. God is not going to kill my alyssum. I'm going to take it out. Whether you're young or old... You are responsible for your soil. You are. And you can sit here Sunday after Sunday and say, I can't stand being here. I hate being here. And the first time I can avoid being here, and the first time I can say to my parents, I'm not going, that's what I'm going to do. I want to be nice to you. You got a problem. You've got some really bad soil. And it's your fault and the older you get the more your fault it is there is nothing more important for you than to have soil that takes the seed of the kingdom of god you say but father john i want to be popular at my school i want to be successful in life i want to be successful in sports i want to be successful in ballet i don't really care about church well i actually understand that But it's a really bad choice if you choose between the kingdom of God and success on this earth. And that will be a theme through every single one of these that we're going to talk about today. You've got to be so careful about the soil of your heart. Very often, you know, your parents sort of understand the soil thing. But kids, you've got to understand the soil thing too. I can remember being responsible for the soil of my heart probably at... At seven or eight or nine years old, I can remember even Mary Ellen one time talking to Dan when he was about four or five years old. And he seemed to have a grasp of what she was talking to him about in terms of the soil of his heart, Godward. And he had a heart that was Godward. It's the little boy. Well, thank you. (laughs) She's got a good and kind heart. Oh, great. Now, that's number one. You need to be careful about the soil of your heart, and especially when you sit here Sunday after Sunday, some of you for birth from birth until whatever you may be now, and the soil never receives seed. The devil just snatches it away. And you gotta understand, it is the devil that will come and take it away from you. You're responsible for your heart, the devil will come and take it away from the heart to heart. And children can have a hard heart as well as adults. Secondly is the seed that falls on the shallow soil. You know, we see a little of that. But very honestly, as I was preparing for today, I thought, you know, I don't really see a lot of shallow soil. I used to see a lot of shallow soil when I was out talking to thousands and thousands of college kids. And I would see, I would see this, the seed take root and it would grow a little bit, but it would fall away relatively quickly and I saw a lot of that. But you know, we don't see a whole lot of that in our church. We see a little, but usually when people come, there's usually a sincerity and earnestness of some kind. But this third seed, this third seed, that's the one that's the problem of most of us. I included myself in that. That's the problem. The seed that falls amongst the thorns. That's my roses and my alyssum. That's what gets choked out. Now, it's also in degrees. There are times within the last three months that I have actually pulled out some of the alyssum. Do you know what happens? It grows right back and that stuff grows like crazy in my garden. I ought to become an alyssum farmer. Or I ought to be a thorn farmer because it's a whole lot easier to grow thorns than it is to grow roses. I've taken some of it out. But you know what I found I'd have to do about alyssum? And, and there's a lot of weeds that get in there because the alyssum only crushes out some weeds. I've got to take it all out. I've got to take the weeds out, and I've got to take some of the alyssum out, just leave it where I want it. Well, that's what you have to do with your heart. That's what you need to do with the soil of your heart. You need to pull out the stuff that doesn't belong there. Well, what is it that's there? What is it that I need to deal with? Three things, very simple, and not one of them is evil, in and of itself. Alyssum ain't evil. I like alyssum in its right place. Nothing wrong with it. Not a weed. But it does choke. Three things. The cares and pleasures of this life. Riches. Or. What's the third thing? Pleasure. Cares. Riches. And pleasure. There is nothing wrong inherently with any of those. What are the cares? Jesus was very clear about the cares. Basically three things. You know what they are. You do. Food clothing, and shelter. You need those, but they can get out of proportion. And sometimes you're worried sick that you're not going to have food, clothing, or shelter. If you're going to worry about it, I would suggest you stop praying the Lord's Prayer. Why pray give us this day our daily bread if you want to worry about it yourself all the time? The Lord said, pray this way, give us, amongst other things, give us this day our daily bread. And we pray for that so that we don't have to waste our time with that particular care. I learned a little song when I was young, basically comes from the scriptures. Be not dismayed, whatever be tied, God will take care of you. Well, he will. He won't take care of you of everything you want. But he will take care of you of everything you need. He will take care... Of the cares it's much better to let God care and for you to be overwhelmed with care you need food you need clothing and you need shelter but if you get those out of perspective it'll choke out the growth of that plant that has been planted into you that divine plant who is Christ and in him you grow in the kingdom of God. And you grow with the blessings of eternity being stored up for you. You grow so that there are riches that come in this particular parable. In, in one gospel, it's 30, 60, and 100 fold. In the gospel we heard this morning, it's just 100 fold that you grow. Okay. cares. Second, riches. Folks. Got to be said in La Jolla. Got to be said in this congregation. It is easy to get captivated by riches. There is nothing on this earth wrong with being rich. As a matter of fact, there are instructions in scripture to those who are rich. And it does not only one time did the Lord ever say, sell everything you have and give it to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven and come follow me. He said that to a rich man, but only one time. St. Paul speaks to the rich, and he tells them what they need to do. Be benevolent, be be giving, be be kind, give it away, give. But he doesn't say, say, oh, you rich people, you're evil. No, there's nothing wrong with being rich. It's when it gets out of perspective. That's when it'll choke your roses. That's when it'll choke that plant. That divine plant, that living Christ growing within you, that's when, that, when, the, when the riches of the kingdom of God disproportionately do go apart, where you're growing rich maybe in the things of this earth, but poor in the things of the kingdom of God. You need to make sure that your goal in this life is not riches, because it won't do you a bit of good. Not at all. It will simply choke your life. If God blesses you with riches, do you know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to do two two things. Two things you do if God blesses you with riches. You say, thank you, and you give a lot of it away. That's what you do with it. That's why you got it. It's not because you're virtuous. There's a lot of people that are a whole lot more virtuous or maybe a lot smarter than you who are very poor. I was born in 1932. You know what? Happened in October of 1932. Yeah, one of the worst crashes that ever occurred economically, financially, in the history of this nation. Yeah, I was born in the worst month of that crash. And there were a lot of PhDs and a lot of former very wealthy people standing in soup lines, trying to get any kind of a job. I remember a cousin of mine who was about 12 years older than I am, he was working, picking beans in the San Joaquin Valley. And he said, John, if a guy just stopped to smoke a cigarette, 10 guys were behind him ready to take that job, and they got it. There wasn't a break. If you had a job at all, you were very, very fortunate. And a lot of people had jobs that weren't as qualified as a lot of other people. Don't take credit for your riches. Be thankful for your riches if you have and pleasure. Oh, this is a touching one. you know there's nothing inherently wrong with pleasure? Don't you enjoy a sunset? Don't you enjoy hearing a concert? I could probably listen to Valerie sing for all day long. I just love hearing it. I enjoy it. I find it a great pleasure. There's nothing wrong with that. It's only when your pleasures get disproportionate. It's only that that's why you get, it's when you do, when you get out of bed for that purpose. Do you know why these two churches aren't jam-packed and overflowing this day for the most part? One word, pleasures. That's why we're not packed. That's why Torrey Pines Christian is not overflowing. It's why St. Anthony is not overflowing. There's a disproportionate desire for virtually immediate gratification in pleasure. When everybody down in their guts knows that I've got some responsibilities Godward, but we just let the pleasures take us over and choke us out and then we wonder why we're spiritually, we have spiritual poverty. We wonder why we don't even understand the Bible when we read it or the liturgy when we hear it or participate in it. We wonder why, and we even complain, and we grown and we say, God isn't good. It's not God's fault. You just haven't taken your alyssum out. Get it out. You don't have to take it all out. Just get the stuff that chokes the roses. I think you're understanding me, aren't you? I didn't tell you to take every pleasure out of your life. I just said take out what needs to be taken out so the plants can grow. So you can be rich in the things of the kingdom of God and produce 30 and 60 and 100 fold, or in this gospel, 100 fold. Why do you want to produce 100 fold? Because folks, we talked about this yesterday afternoon. We did a teaching here. We talked about four things that we believe about the end times. We said that we believe that Jesus is coming again. We believe that he's coming again in glory to judge the living and the dead whose kingdom shall have no end and the resurrection of the dead and the life everlasting that's what we believe well if that's what we believe you better take sure you take care of your plants folks and you know what the plant is Basic. the plant is what goes into the soil and the soil is how your heart is and guard your heart kids guard your heart When you're in school, guard your hearts. When you're doing your homework, guard your hearts. When you're out on a date, guard your hearts. Parents, guard your hearts. Help guard your children's hearts, by the way. It helps to encourage them. All of us, guard your heart so your soul, the the soil of your soul, of your heart, is able to produce riches 30, 60, and 100 fold that you may have life eternal abundantly with Christ.